Koppel, host of the Time for Coffee podcast, where you get firsthand career advice into the jobs and industries that interest you the most. And before we start today's show, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you haven't already, I'd be incredibly grateful if you give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you're like me, you need to do it now because you'll forget later and because it's the best way to help others who may be in search of career advice to find this free resource. So press pause if you haven't done it and do it right now. I'll wait. Thanks so much and enjoy today's show. Hey there, Java Junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or ten minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini-episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career double-shot K-Cup with my guest, Emily Cunningham. So before we actually unpack what you do as a program manager at Lyft, Emily, would you mind giving our listeners an overview of what a program manager role looks like and what program management means at a company like Lyft? Program management as a role, in essence, means that you are charged with identifying problems setting goals around those problems, identifying a, a solution or an execution strategy to go about solving those problems, driving the execution, and ultimately assessing the, the result and kind of doing it all over again, rinsing and repeating. That is the, the nature or the arc of what program management is. And at Lyft, there are so many iterations. There are so many different ways that program managers work. We have program managers in different parts of the company, but generally the work is, is very is very similar in the different lines of businesses and organizations that have program managers and that we're, we're given a, a task. It's a very obscure and complex issue. And we need to distill, okay, what is the problem that we're looking to solve here and how do we solve it? Who do we bring together to solve it? And how do we get it done is, is the clearest way that I can explain it. All right. Fantastic. You mentioned that there are PMs working in different lines of business. Could you give us some examples of where you would find PMs at Lyft? I'd be thrilled to. I have peers who also sit in our operations and strategy department that focus on policy, who basically understand what issues, what complex issues are facing a company like Lyft, our ride sharing company in the political landscape and how we go about tasking teams to solve problems between how our company and business operates and the political spectrum throughout the United States, for example. I've also got peers who are program managers that help to bridge together multiple parts of the business to align them to like a new way of working. So for example, if there are engineering teams that use one tool and engineering teams that use another tool, how do I bridge the gap between those two engineering teams and bring them together so that they use a brand new tool or the same tool and what processes 
do they have that I need to pull together so that we're all operating the same way? There are program managers all over the company in different little pockets. And I think that you'll find that to be true of program management generally is a discipline that it operates in so many different ways. And in my pocket of Lyft, my, the programs that I manage are focused on, like you mentioned earlier, basically the efficacy of product management at Lyft. So I empower product managers by understanding what problems stand in the way of getting their work, getting their work done and how they are able to interact with their work. So you're kind of like the chief problem solver. <laughs> that, that is a hat that I sometimes am esteemed to wear. Yes. And when we say you're working in the central product management team, what does that mean? And what yeah. do you do? I am privileged in sitting in the central product management team, which means that there are multiple lines of business at Lyft as far as how Lyft runs their business. We have a team that is focused on rideshare, the products that you're most probably most familiar with. We also have transit bikes and scooters, which is all the other modes of transportation to which Lyft offers solutions like the Bay Wheels or City Bikes in New York that you might be familiar with. Mm -hmm. We also have a uh, autonomous vehicle team, which works on amazing things that offer solutions for people building autonomous vehicles. And we've got a fleet team, which offers like car rentals, not only for drivers, but also consumers. So what I do is I sit at the juncture of all of these lines of business to make sure that all of these product managers within the business are using the same processes, have the same opportunities available to them and are developing on the same skill sets. Those are some of the things with which I'm tasked. So this is what I want to throw out to you that I'm speculating that has come easily to you since you were a little girl and I could be totally off the mark here. But have you been the kind of person, Emily, who was always good at puzzles and maybe spatial reasoning? So anything that required like looking at a big mass of data or information and then boiling it down to the most important parts? I would definitely say in many ways, yes. And in some ways, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. A skill I've always prided myself on, and I, I will attribute this to my grandmother, is that she's always had a very full fridge and has managed to always squeeze the extra things in there. <laughs> <laughs> so those are puzzles at which I have become very adept. And then also people-related puzzles. For example, I remember being a middle schooler and helping my much older cousin to plan the table seating for her wedding because of all the issues in her family that we needed to overcome. So people-oriented puzzles are kind of my jam. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. So could you take us back at Lyft, take us back into your job responsibilities and what they look like, and maybe even take us into a typical day on the job for you now during the pandemic, because of course, everything is happening remotely. I think some of the, the typical like functions of the job are things like stakeholder management, project planning, obviously, communication. But what that means in a more tangible way is that I on any given day, I'm in, in lots of meetings with people who are, again, my stakeholders, so the leadership of the company, understanding what problems they're having and what their assumptions are about those problems, as well as meeting with who are ultimately my quote unquote customers, which happens to be the individual contributors who are product managers at Lyft and understanding their understanding of these problems and kind of taking those inputs 
and developing strategies to address the problems presented by those stakeholders and the issues raised by those customers to kind of develop programs. So sitting in meetings is how I spend a lot of my days, spending time strategizing with my teammates. I I do sit on a team of other people in the central product management team to think about how to solve these problems. And lots of time, like, in deep thought. I write a lot of documents and a big part of what program management is when done well, just like product management is documentation, finding ways to structure what it is that you are going to deliver in a written way that is clear, understandable so that people can support it by way of just giving them a one pager. So I spend a lot of time rabbit holing in the documents. How do I make this clear? Is this the right problem to solve? Are we thinking about the right strategy that ultimately solves those problems? These are the the main components of a lot of my days. What is it about problem solving that lights Mm -hmm. you up? I think one of the things that I love about problem solving is beginning with the end in mind. I love to envision, okay, when we have solved this problem, the world will look like X. Being motivated by like what that outcome, that desired outcome would be, that lights me up and encourages and motivates me to think about all the potential ways that this could go wrong, all of the ways that we might fail at solving that problem is ultimately being motivated by what could be. So that's, I think, definitely what drives me in being able to to get it done. That's what lights me up. Could you give us an example maybe of a type of a problem that you have solved over the last year? Well, it's been such a year being that it is 2021. We're coming out of 2020, which was quite possibly one of the, I'll say, strangest years. I think one of the problems that I was most excited to solve was that Lyft is a growing company and there's so many things that it's a young company by comparison to a lot of places. There's so many problems that we didn't really have roots or sources for. But ultimately, one of the bigger problems was we don't understand what our priorities should be because we're in a pandemic and things are constantly changing. How do we as employees understand what the priorities are at the company level so that we can create our own priorities that are according to those company priorities? It's a very complex and and rich problem that I was excited to tackle. And ultimately, what we decided to do, which I'm very proud of and I'm excited by still, is finding new forms for leadership and communication strategies and responsibilities for leadership to the employees underneath them. We found new ways to get people to like uncover what's happening in different pockets of the company because we all get so siloed once we are figuring out problems, we can sometimes forget to bring other people in. So whether that was a forum for leaders to get together and discuss what's happening in their business, we found new communication strategies so that there's a repeatable and easily accessible way that we're communicating information consistently so that people will actually want to look into it so they can implement it into their own work, as well as just how creating a culture around how the employees interact with this information that's being given by leadership now that they have like worked together to deliver this communication, creating a culture around responding to this communication from leadership and giving inputs back so that there's a continuous loop of information happening between employees and leadership was one of the more complex and really exciting challenges I've gotten to work on in the last year. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of T for C. 
And if you're interested in learning more about my coaching services for confused college students and recent grads, feel free to check out the Time for Coffee website under the Coaching tab at time, the number four, coffee.org, or text me at 202-236-5712. That's 202-236-5712. Thank you.